You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continued coverage of Total Drama Island. But this time, we are not continuing on with the episode. We are continuing on with an exciting sort of recap, sort of check-in point of the season. As we are about halfway through the season, we thought it would be fun to do a little bit of a check-in, check ourselves, see where we're at, and get Collins takes. Oh my God, you haven't heard that name in a while, but Collins takes on the season so far. See how his winner pick is doing and everything. Uh, we've and we've got a full panel here tonight. We've got Bell, we've got Doug, we've got everyone here, and it's going to be a super exciting uh, re check. I don't even know what to call this but, uh, check in podcast um, of Total Drama Island because you know there's never a shortage of Total Drama. Pit stop? Episodes, Can we call we... it a pit stop? You're just trying to get Amazing Race Canada terminology. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because Canada is the only one that uses that. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Let's get into this. I don't have a line, so I'm just going to say Colin and Jared here. Colin, welcome back. Oh, you ruined it. I was going to introduce myself as Ivan Ornelas. Oh, I mean, edit that out and we'll go back. <laughs> and my name is Ivan. Not really. It's Colin. And Jared's here. And Jared. Joy. Yeah, so we're here to do kind of a recap of the season so far, halfway through. Get Colin's takes as he's been MIA for many episodes with the current state of the world and, um, you know, life. He's got a family. He's got three children. He's got a wife who loves cheese. He's got a busy (laughs) life. Um, So Colin... Let's, I'll jump right to you, seeing as you've been MIA for many episodes. How have you been feeling since we last spoke? I'm, I'm First, I'll just say I'm healthy. <laughs> I don't have any symptoms. Uh, even if I did, I'm in a completely different environment, but I'm healthy. But uh, uh, I, I, it's, it's funny because I, I've been so busy the last couple of weeks that I wasn't able to keep up with this on a week-by-week basis. And uh, based on the fact that you told me you talked about spoilers and I'm the blind virgin here, I'm like, well, I can't even listen to the podcast you guys have been doing. So I just sort of like binged the last, I'm trying to think, uh, episodes, what, 12, 13, 11, 12, I binged the last four episodes all within the last two days, I think. Uh, so I, I think just based on what I missed, I missed some good ones and I missed some bad ones. Um, I'm... <laughs> I, I would have a lot of things to say on both of those, but half of it's already left my mind. Any sort of, what was sort of the standout episodes for you? Or maybe even standout moments within those episodes, but I guess we can get more specific as we progress a little bit. Uh, so my favorite was um, uh, probably the, uh, you'd have to remind what the episode was, but the skydiving, bull riding, whatever that one was. Uh, the extreme sports challenge, yeah. challenge, challenge, challenge. Yeah, I mean uh, that one, and I'll even say the um, uh, the the boot camp one were fantastic episodes. Uh, the cooking one, and I guess last week's episode, last week's fake merge episode, pretty boring. Uh, cooking was had some okay moments. I don't know if there are really any great moments in last week's episode. Maybe you know a couple of good lines here and there, but. Uh, what I think I have enjoyed, just as far as moments more than anything else, is 
some of the characters that really had no development in the first part of this season starting to step up a little bit. But although I have noticed that, you know, there's one relationship that is entertaining to watch these two together and kind of that development. But I still think they have like zero relevance in the show and the game. And that's Jeff and Bridget. Um, I would love to see a Jeff and Bridget spinoff, you know, <laughs> just them or, or you know, peep, even just when they're not together, just the way that they were interacting. What, what was it? The, when there was the love note, the the LaShawna Herald love note, which might have been my favorite uh, story arc of the whole season so far. And uh, the the debate back and forth, uh, I think it was between Gwen and Bridget as to who wrote this love note. And it's like, you know, he doesn't even know how to spell or, or even pronounce that word. Like, there was some great stuff in there. Uh, but I don't know. Jeff and Bridget, they, they seem to pretty much only be there for the sake of, you know, an entertaining showmance. Uh, I give them both zero chances of winning the game. Zero percent chance of winning the game. <laughs> um, to bring a survivor quote in there. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> One of the things that we definitely left off last time talking about, but you never really got the conclusion of, was this Beth and little Tiki idol. Yeah. That we were like, oh, when you first picked it up, it was like, what is this random like moment? But it, it was this like three-episode arc of Beth with his little Tiki idol, and you missed the episode and the cooking challenge where it really comes to play that she's been ha- holding this thing. What was your thoughts on, on how that played out and closed out? I love it because I think it, it got to the point where, for whatever reason, I just forgot it, even though it, it did play out over several episodes. And in that episode, it was just sort of dropped in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was still a thing. And I think I'm I'm almost getting to the point now where I can read, okay, this is this is how this character is going to go down, whether it be this week or next week. Now, i got a couple of predictions about who some of the next ones to go are going to be, you know, once the, the real merge happens. Uh, and it's all based on, okay, well, there's storylines that are clearly developing that's probably going to lead somewhere. And that all sort of comes from the Beth Tiki Idol thing because it, it was introduced in such a clever way where you knew this would play a part, but I wasn't really thinking it would necessarily just lead to her downfall. I thought this would be something where her character would change. Maybe she'd become possessed or <laughs> become this, like the paintball. She, she finally grows a backbone and, uh, you know, uh, oh, well, maybe the Tiki Idol has some type of influence over her. Uh, maybe there's some, you know, subtle, uh, you know, edits that uh, had too many suck references in there that had to be cut from the show. But uh, <laughs> I don't remember that being a part of it. But uh, just the fact that it ended up, you know, really playing out with, her elimination i'm like okay now they're actually getting into eliminations that are more than just a one-off this person blew the challenge this person's getting annoying it's like no this has been building for weeks so that was what that was what i actually really enjoyed in that episode you know a couple of funny moments but that's the standout of the cooking episode was just seeing that play out and i was kind of sad because i'm like you know beth actually turned into one of the better characters so to have her go it was disappointing but then when i took about five seconds to think about it and and saw how she had this story arc i'm like that's already miles ahead of some of these other characters that may have had great episodes and they were great characters, but they didn't really have a satisfying conclusion. She at least had that. Yeah, and to keep kind of going through some of the major hits, obviously we're not going to go through each episode individually because we've already done that. Go and listen to those episodes. Go <laughs> um, listen to this. But um, in the one after that, in the episode after that, which we kind of classified as, which is the Who You Can Trust Challenge, mm-hmm. which we kind of classify as almost almost standalone with Sadie being an eliminated contestant, having no airtime except for that episode really. Mm-hmm. Um, but within the episode, there are so many things that we classify as like iconic total drama Island moments. Um, 
one of them being the pufferfish challenge with uh, <laughs> Lindsay and Trent. I just wanted to get your takes on that. I, if you remember it. I don't really remember, to be honest. <laughs> that, that was probably 48 hours ago. You know, I, I can, like you're saying it, I can place it, but it wasn't like, you know, it was a standout thing for me. Uh, I think, again, I was more just wrapped up in the, the overall story. But uh, you know, the Sadie thing, just what you're uh, mentioning with her, that's almost like foretelling what would happen Survivor later on. You know, I, I'm often having to remind myself when I'm watching this, okay, this is how they would be parrying Survivor now. But in 2007 or whenever the show debuted, that wasn't really a thing. This was somewhere where I immediately thought, okay, that she just got the Purple Sadie edit. But, I mean, Purple Kelly wasn't even a thing at that point. So kind of cool that, uh, you know, we have, uh, I guess, Purple Kelly's edit is can be credited to Total Drama Island. The first instance of Survivor ripping off Total Drama, maybe? <laughs> Um, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll look for more nuggets of <laughs> that to come, I guess. Uh, but definitely, uh, I think Jared and I both co-signed that you should definitely go back and rewatch the Pufferfish Challenge on its own. It's one of the funniest things. Uh, uh Jared and I couldn't stop, uh, praising that moment in the, in the episode that was really non-consequential. So try to uh, jog my memory with, with a big moment from that. Cause sometimes the challenges i zone out a little bit during the challenges Essentially, the challenge was who can you trust? They were pairing people that were unlikely pairs, mm -hmm. which we kind of critiqued as not necessarily completely true throughout the episode. But um, like Lindsay and Trent were tasked with one has to cook this extremely deadly like puffer fish into an edible meal. And if it's not cooked properly, like the, the person could die. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay like said, I'll cook it. I know how to cook. I, I did biology and all this stuff. And she puts like a mush on a plate. And Trent eats it and, like, essentially, like, gets himself back in the infirmary tent Oh, again. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Now now it's starting to come together. <laughs> Something is kind of gel. With, I mean, any time... With a smiley face from Source <laughs> is, like, the highlight to make it just slightly more palatable and edible. Yeah. Anytime somebody basically ends up in a body cast or, you know, completely incapacitated, I mean... I. I there's a lot of torture on this season. You know, we've obviously seen it even in the recent episodes, but anytime somebody does, they just go full on torture and they almost kill somebody. Yeah, definitely fantastic. Another sort of big storyline that started and kind of finished out in your absence was this really, I mean, maybe we had some teases earlier on, but one of the big things was this Duncan and Courtney relationship mm. that really was playing out throughout a lot of these episodes. At first it was this like, like, jiding like i got you you got me like let's egg each other on in a way but like we're secretly flirting and it morphed into this like relationship where they where duncan had convinced her to be bad and break oh, the rules and, so and, good and sort of i wanted to see what your thoughts were on how their relationship progressed in the time you've been gone yeah no the especially the um uh courtney gone bad stuff <laughs> was amazing uh, and, and just the fact that girls they, gone wild, yeah, girls gone wild, uh, or what is she? Uh, uh, CIT gone wild. <laughs> um, I mean, Courtney's one of these characters that kind of snuck up on me too. I, I remember the CIT stuff being really funny in the beginning, and just her her bossiness and overbearing, uh, and and it just sort of died after that. I think we talked about that in one of the earliest episodes that she was playing like the sur survivor type character of somebody who just takes charge too quickly and just falls flat on their face. And then she just sort of blends. I'm not going to say she blends in the background. I think she was always there, but 
when the Duncan relationship started to develop a little bit, it was different from the other ones because they're an unlikely pair. And we're going to have another unlikely pair that I'm sure we're going to talk about, but uh, they were like the first, okay, this is a real unlikely pair. Like you would not expect these two together. And they played off of each other so well. I mean, especially the way that they use that to develop Courtney's character. The one that I was most disappointed with, I mean, I'm really torn between Courtney and Harold for the one that I want to come back. But Courtney was the one where, where when she was gone, I'm like, oh, okay, again, I see how this worked so well as a story, kind of like the Beth thing, but I'm so disappointed she's gone because I think they could have gone so much further with that. And since you already brought it up, I figured I should ask you now your <laughs> thoughts on the way that Courtney was eliminated, essentially, with Harold's, um, yeah. like, Tyler Perry idol that he had. Yeah, uh, it... Again, like I'm, I'm disappointed because I, I, a great twist, but I still feel like you know Courtney's a character, and, and I, I'm sure we're going to cover this at some point. But she's the one I really think should and needs to come back, and it's tough because um, I mean Trent's one of these characters who who just sort of blends into the background. I think for me sometimes too, and when I'm trying to read these edits as to who's going to go next, you know, it really is the Courtney vote out. And you can say, Beth, any of the last couple ones that have come up that makes me think, okay, people, when they're getting a bunch of screen time and something's really building with them and there's like a big you know, move around it, that's when they're going to be gone. But then I keep thinking in the back of my head, okay, but they are going to come back. And then to even further complicate it, this is where I'm almost torn as to who might come back. You know, again, I don't know if, if this is something that's going to come, uh, you know, once we actually hit the merge or if it's going to be at the end. But... Uh, I do know, as we said from the beginning, you've been even teasing who do you think is coming back. You know, you could say these big characters are going to come back, but then you could also say, well, they've done so many other seasons since this. And even though I haven't watched any other seasons, I can clearly tell that some of these characters, even just from looking at the the posters or what they, you know, have on the DVD covers, that they reuse these characters in future seasons too. Um, it, it's, uh, that's, what, that's what I'm actually really uh, excited to find out is who's going to come back. And I, I'm sure I'm going to be laughed at or I'm going to be applauded if my predictions are either correct or wrong. Okay. I'm interested to see what you have as returnees. Um, maybe they're probably expected, but maybe I will return. Who knows um, in your book, but uh, yeah, so that was the, I mean, those were the big storylines, obviously in that kind of chunk. And then in the last, not last episode, the episode before the extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the 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 encapsulated love story oh. of Harold and Lashana, uh, which we which the show hints at has happened all season, but we only get this one snippet in this episode of their relationship through this love note, um, which I think Jared and I both articulated that it caught us both off guard. I think we kind of forgot that in going into the episode. Am I right, Jared, in saying that? Yeah, I, I feel like we talked about how like the only real hint you get is like i think when they're initially arriving like harold makes some comment to like lashauna and she like immediately like shuts him down and like like white guy leave me alone um (laughs) and then yeah this like kind of completely comes out of of left field as like a one episode uh story arc that's just amazing can i just get clarification when you guys said it caught you off guard you're talking about on a rewatch like when you got up to this episode what was it, like a week or two ago, you were like, oh, I forgot about that. Is that what you're saying? 
That's how it yeah. felt for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, you know, I, I, I would be interested to rewatch the show to see if there were moments. Cause I was sort of thinking to myself, you know, do they set this up at all? Because it does. I actually think it works well that it just sort of comes out of nowhere. And, um, are, it, was there a point in the show you said where they, they hinted, they said they hinted at this. I think it was just the first episode where Harold makes some like comment to LaShauna, um, like when she like arrives or something and then she like shuts him down. But Mm. other than that, like I can't really remember any like specific points where they really interact at all. It's so perfect for Harold too, because he's the guy that's always doing the least likely thing that you imagine. Like every time he's been an all-star in a challenge, it's always like, oh, great, Harold's next, and he does something that you, you – no way is Harold going to do that. I mean, he, he, I think it was even in that episode, the well, he was part of the water skiing part, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, again, he didn't win, but he did way better than you thought he would. Uh, so using that as – we're going to have the big reveal that the greatest ladies' man here is actually Harold – and then you think when it's revealed, it's going to be like, Harold? And then she's suddenly like, I love you, Harold. <laughs> like it's, it's just the perfect way to wrap up his character. I was I'll, – I'll kind of spill the beans here. Uh, if you had had me on the last couple episodes, if you had asked me the week before that or even you know midway through that episode, I was ready to change my winner's pick to Harold because I was that convinced that he was getting this incredible winner's edit where they just would have done this giant swerve on the audience – just like they have in all the previous, uh, you know, star episodes he had, where he somehow manages to get to the end, and then it's like, oh, and this is what I did, and this is what I did, and you realize, like, wow, he's been the mastermind, and it was all hidden the whole time. So even the fact that they sort of hid that romance thing right to the end, again, it just perfectly fits Harold. But now that I look at that episode, again, I've been saying this with all the people who are sort of voted out, when I look back on it five seconds, you know, five minutes later, whatever... I start to see it a little bit differently. And I was originally thinking, okay, Harold's got to come back after this. But now I'm thinking more just the way that that plays out. Like it's almost the perfect way to just end Harold's character that we just never hear from him or her again. Maybe there's a a brief mention of it if she gets voted out, which I'm sure she will because, you know, she's a big character, like one of the biggest characters now that we're kind of at the merge point, but not somebody who's really significant as far as the game goes as a potential winner. Uh, if they just have a moment where she gets voted out and it's suddenly like, uh, oh, and here's Harold, and they embrace, that'll be great. But uh, it, it it seems to be the fitting end for him to not come back, I think, and just to be able to walk out like that. Yeah, we as we've like praised Harold throughout the series, like when he did the beatboxing and, and his dodgeball performance and all this kind of stuff. And unfortunately, it was kind of like, I think we said on the episode, like, there was really not much more we were really going to get from him. I feel like we had exhausted so many different things like challenge beast and love story. Like there was, Mm -hmm. there was so much little, like so little, unfortunately that was left with him. That was just kind of like his boot out of the series of boots at that time was probably the most predictable and unfortunate considering he was literally voted out the episode before and didn't go. Can I get your guys perspective though, if they would go the route? Cause I get what you're saying where else do they go with him? But if they went the route where he somehow just sticks around week after week after week, and then at the end, there's this big reveal, like, I was a mastermind the whole time, and I did this, and I did this, and then they had these flashbacks that nobody noticed. How brilliant would that be to end the season like that? I would have loved it. I, like I, When you said it, I was like, 
that like just makes so much like i just could see it mm-hmm. and i was like that would be epic and like it would have fit his character of like the super nerdy like he's so nerdy that he thought this far ahead yeah uh jared yeah Harold with his uh cp5 cp3 edit uh edgic was shook when he went out um yeah, no, I, that definitely would have been fun, I think, to see Harold behind the scenes uh, pulling strings. Because even the moment, like, I was just shocked uh, with the Courtney boot, like, full stop. I didn't remember her going out that way. Uh, and then when we get, like, the flashback to Harold rigging the votes, like, it's such, like, a great moment that I would have, yeah, definitely been here for more moments like that mm. uh, with him potentially that coming up as, like, all these flashbacks as part of a winner's edit. It could have been. I feel like two two different ways that it went. We got option A, and you like lifts listed option B, which is the total opposite. He's like a complete mess up the entire series, <laughs> and then throughout, then then like at, toward the end, like how did Harold make it to the top, to the final three, like final tribal council, and then you're then he like articulates the game so well, and it's just like wow, yeah, he should mm-hmm. win or something finishes, like that. Finishes with a booyah at the <laughs> end of his speech. Yeah. I'm seeing yeah, it. I'm seeing it right now. I mean. For years, I think all of us have watched Survivor and been like, you know, if I was a Survivor, I'd kind of play like this. If I kind of play like this. If I ever go in Survivor, I'm playing Harold. <laughs> I want to be that guy. I want this to play out that way. I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, not quite sure it translates to reality from animation, but uh, I wish Sure it luck. does. I think, like, Harold is, like, uh, Cochrane before Cochrane, so yes. that's another way that Survivor like copied Total Drama. Yeah, and yeah, maybe Harold will get the the. This is Cochrane 1.0. Maybe he'll get Cochrane 2.0 <laughs> when he returns, if he returns. Uh, and yeah, uh, I guess we can get a little bit more in depth in last week's episode, which you have seen most recently, uh, which was essentially a random. Battle of the Sexes merge esque episode where they competed in like a gross eating challenge, um, not predating Survivor. Survivor predated this yeah. episode. But uh, what were some of your, gen- I guess, general thoughts on the episode and how you felt like a non-elimination episode went in so far in Total Drama Island? I, I kind of knew it was going to be non-elimination just because I'm so accustomed now to the previously on where it ends with the most shocking elimination yet, and this time I think I very consciously noticed is that. Uh, the 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 most uh, entertaining episode yet, or something like that. Like he, he he clearly didn't say shocking elimination. I'm like, oh, there's not going to be an elimination here. But I was thinking, especially the way the episode is introduced. You know, hey, you guys emerge, and instead it's like it's uh, this is almost like the the uh, Thailand fake merge. It's like no, you're just living in different cabins, and the episode doesn't end. And I, I know we got that with the premiere, the first two part premiere, uh, but maybe just because that episode was labeled as part one and part two, it's not as disappointing to not get a finish or maybe because we hadn't had any eliminations at that point, but now we're at the point where we're expecting it, especially if you're at the merge, I would have rather they did this as end on a to be continued or something because this just ends as, as nothing. Like you said, I mean, as far as a story goes, it was incredibly disappointing. Even as far as the humor goes, it was probably the most humorless yet. Uh, I mean, I actually have notes for this episode here. Um, the the one good line was uh sometimes to castrate bulls for medical reasons like that was pretty good, uh but oh and sorry one more the um French bunion soup with toenail crackers, uh and then uh I, who was it it might have been Owen who said uh, I think they just uh, use the stuff they find in chef's bathroom floor like that was pretty good but 
even though I don't I don't think we've had a full on the whole challenge is gross out food, but we've definitely seen gross out stuff before. So this was like the first time where it's rehashed. This is like the beginning of you're going to, you know, run into the ocean, grab the puzzle pieces, bring it back and complete a puzzle. Like this is just we've seen it before. OK, this is where you can fast forward it. Really disappointing overall. Um the only thing that really come out of this, I think, is just those two really funny lines and just the different dynamic of being able to have, uh, I guess, you know, particularly just the, the girls all in one and the guys all in one. Because I would lose track of which who is on which tribe, you know, who's gophers, who's what's the other one? Possums. Uh, <laughs> I'm already forgetting the name. Killer bass. The killer bass. Yeah, the, the gophers. Um, I would lose track sometimes of this person on this team, this person on this team, because we don't only see them interact. And this isn't like Survivor where you could think, oh, yeah, this person's on this tribe because I saw them talking to this person last week. These characters all interact even across the tribes in challenges outside of challenges. And to actually have them separate into men and women, even if it is just for this one episode, I don't know if that's something that's going to continue in, in future episodes, whether just boarding together or if they continue to be part of teams as somehow that I liked in the episode, it's just it doesn't go anywhere. And and I I told you guys off air when when you were sort of saying, oh yeah, that nothing episode last week. And I'm like, I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking to myself, hey, if we're reviewing this episode here, am I going to be alone in bidding this? Am I going to be getting hate mail? This is going to be like dodge brawl over again or whatever because I'm bidding an episode that everybody else loves. Which by the way, now that I've seen this one. I actually fully appreciate Dodge Brawl now. I'd, I'd like to go back and rewatch that. That's quality entertainment. This was not. Yeah, well, I remember when we were talking about the talent show episode. Oh, yeah. And you were like, oh, this vomiting is so gross. Like, I hate it. And Jared were like, it's going to get way worse. Like, this was the worst. Probably what we were thinking of. And like, Especially with the end. Yeah, and it's not just the vomiting. Because, again, I think that... Uh, you know, I might be torn now, uh, but uh, I remember even the time the talent show episode was my favorite one they had. But it was just this vomiting's way too much, and this episode, like you, arguably get more of it. But it's just so much more than just the vomiting in this episode. It's just nothing really worked about it. And we said that one thing that was kind of unique about the episode, outside of its not elimination and sort of a nothing challenge, was that it was really told from Bridget's perspective. Yeah which we thought was unique. Like it, it felt like it fully edited everyone back into the picture, you know, Trent and Bridget and Jeff to an extent were really kind of the invisible characters. And it felt like they were brought back to the front and like Gwen, one of the biggest stars of the season so far wasn't in it. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't really involved. And I feel like that was kind of what it did. It sort of levelized everyone back to the same plane. Like, Oh yeah, Bridget's here. Okay. Okay. Now I remember her and stuff like that. So like, I think from that perspective, I think it was good. I think, I think we all, hated the challenge and everything that it did for trying to get into the merge. I think that's what it, it was trying to do. It maybe a bit unsuccessful in how we talked about it. Like it really killed a little bit of momentum. Yeah, talking about, you know, the meaningless characters, I, the ones like Trent, like you mentioned, you know, they have had episodes here and there. Like Trent, I think is the best example of somebody who one week he's really, really on. And then you almost forget he's there and you start to think, wait, was this guy, this guy or this guy? And you almost confuse them as characters, at least I do. And then Trent comes back for an episode. You're like, oh yeah, this is what I liked about this guy. And then he's just gone again. Then you get the characters like Bridget and Jeff that are completely meaningless for the majority of the season. And then they get like three episodes in a row where it's all them. 
but it's almost like too little too late, which is why I'm saying like I don't see either of these characters going very far. Uh, you get a character like Lashana that just emerges out of nowhere. You know, she had some big moments in the first two episodes maybe, disappears, and now all of a sudden she's one of the biggest characters. And then you get DJ, and like, I'm not joking. I, one or two of these episodes that I missed here, I was watching them thinking, did DJ get voted out already? And and he would appear, and I'm like, wait, he's still there? Like, he is still nothing on this show. And, and yet I think that he's the, the great polar opposite of Harold, where you expect him to be this incredibly strong, tough guy, and then he has this really, really weak... He's always the one blowing challenges or, you know, not being able to complete things because he's afraid, and then he's got this weird thing with, you know, his his crying over a bunny, you know? It's it's this great idea for a character that just they seem to drop the ball with every single week. And I don't know, maybe he will develop into something bigger later on. I mean, I hope he does because I, I think... We're at the point where every character has at least gotten a moment to shine, and all the ones left are getting multiple moments to shine. But he's the one where I'm still forgetting that he exists. Yeah, we noted a lot in this series of episodes that you missed that Trent's biggest uh, development revolves around him going right back into the infirmary tent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think without fail, he was injured on every single challenge, like mm-hmm. from the cooking to the last challenge where he's like vomiting in the bushes. Like, it does not fail he gets injured somehow through his luck or someone else or owen uh hurting him like it never fails um and speaking of owen what have your thoughts been on owen since you were day one fan of owen yeah you've seen him progress i mean i've i've said this almost every time owen comes up every once in a while you get a hilarious moment or a brilliant joke and then the rest of the time, it's just humor for children, you know, which that has its place. This show essentially, I guess, is made for kids or made maybe it's, you know, made for kids, but to be appreciated by adults or maybe it's made for adults to be appreciated by kids. But there's obviously some humor in there just for kids. It is the most juvenile thing on the show. Uh, and the majority of the time now, it just doesn't work because it is the same joke over and over again. Like you said, Trent's a great example of how you can have a joke, run that same joke over and over again, but you pace it enough. So it's not always the same thing over and over again. It, it, Owen just seems to to have one of these fart jokes or burp moments or eat something. And sometimes when he eats, you know, weird things, you're like, okay, that's actually kind of funny. And then they'll do it two or three more times in the episode. He's definitely a character that I think they could they could tone back a little bit or pull back on a little. I mean, we've definitely been... Jared and I have been a little bit more pleased. I feel like these last few episodes have been lighter compared to like the first few episodes. I mm-hmm. feel like it was all about Owen, oh, like the first episode where he makes the big splash in the water and the whole thing goes crazy. Like that was like all we were talking about in that first challenge. And now we're like, yeah, he does gross things and he's there and he says fun jokes occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's, it's, it's appreciative that he's toned back, but I definitely agree. He could definitely come back mm-hmm. even more. Um, but I'm glad to see you finally understand when you were like, yeah, we hate Owen. And you're like, what? You hate this guy? He's so funny. <laughs> but but I'll still say, if I go back to those early episodes, I think there's still some great stuff in there. You know, every time they do a joke where Owen is inadvertently saying something that makes you think he's gay, like, that's really funny. Some of the fat stuff they do is really funny. I think it's the gross out stuff more than anything else that it's just, it's, it's, it's one note and... I think there's so many other shows that do just stuff like that. And when we have 
gross-out stuff for all the characters in this, like, you know, people puking all the time. It doesn't necessarily make Owen original. So the only thing he has going for him is that he's sort of this lovable fat guy that is gross and disgusting, but the gross and disgusting thing isn't necessarily original because everybody's kind of gross and disgusting. That that comes with the the gross food eating challenge, but uh, <laughs> maybe a, a tip to avoid on the next Total Trauma Island seasons. Um, I don't remember if they do this again, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I guess going, I guess maybe capping off before we kind of think about the future, what is your kind of pre-merge thoughts been of the series so far from from day one to now um who have you been most surprised with has changed like kind of from characters and and story like what what have what has been most exciting about this preseason of the show uh i I think the characters really grow on you and i kind of knew before we started this basically what the show is going to be and i thought it was just gonna be straight parody survivor i didn't realize they would do so well with getting you into this game and really getting you invested in, you know, oh, I want this character to go far and oh, I can't believe this happened or what a shocking twist. It's pretty rare that especially a show that I guess is in some form geared towards kids or made for kids can have storytelling that's actually really compelling in the same way the Survivor is. And and just the fact that I think the most surprising thing I've mentioned a few times is that they really get all the little, you know, small details that I think even diehard fans often miss with reality shows like Survivor or Big Brother or Fear Factor or anything else like that. Or when you watch this, you're like, oh yeah, I guess they kind of do that a lot on these shows. Um, as far as the characters go, uh, I, I mean, Gwen's the one that's probably grown on me the most because uh, I don't remember really caring for I wouldn't say I disliked her, but she was like, yeah, okay, she's all right in the first few episodes. And, uh, you know, the way that they've done the feuds with her uh, the way they've done the, the, the love story with her, uh, the way that she's developed as a character. I mean, she's probably, I'd say, tied with Heather for my favorite character. If I were to go all of the ones left, if I were to go all around, I'd throw Harold in there, those three. And I think Heather is the one that, from the beginning, I'm like, I absolutely love this character. Gwen and Harold never really expected them to be as great as they are. Uh, I think every character has kind of grown on me a little bit. Um, but yeah, overall, I would say just how invested you can get in the story and the game and the drama of that uh, has been the most surprising thing. And since you mentioned her, Heather, your day episode one winner pick mm-hmm. is still in com- competition. She's not been eliminated. She's had a few close calls with her name thrown out as the second kind of person to be voted out, the the, the secondary target. Uh, how have you felt? from her chances as, from the game perspective and her chances still to win. Okay, so similar to Harold, I'll kind of give you uh, a peek into my brilliant mind as to how <laughs> how I'm coming to these uh, conclusions. We'll see we'll what you have to say first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not simply, oh, I'm going to read the edit. I'm kind of more looking at if this is a scripted show and it's parodying, what are they looking to do? And my logic with Heather the whole time is when you look at the first season of Survivor, the guy who was developed as the snake, the villain, is the one who won. And that's what shocked so many people about Survivor the first time. Is that I remember even watching the first season of Survivor, and I was making predictions every week because I was trying to figure, okay, I know this is reality, but they're editing this dramatically. And I, I would be like, if this were a regular TV show they would be trying to set this up. And never in my wildest dreams did I think 
a show would pay off with the villain winning without it being some dark ending. It was to say, hey, he won because he was smarter, you know? And that sort of changed television, which is why I'm thinking Heather is still, she's definitely one of my picks, but it's going to go one way or the other. I mean, if, if they go the route of Heather just being the villain of the season and she ends up, let's say, a Sue Hawk, then she's probably going to be a final four and go before the end. But if she does win, it's going to be because they want to do a Richard type win on this and, you know, kind of surprise the audience. And it being a humor show, I think it would be easier to accept because it would be hard to look at this and say, is a kid's show going to end with the bully winning? But I think this show might. Um, that's not saying she's my number one winner pick still. Uh, I think she's kind of tied her and Gwen. Gwen just seems to have that um, that edit where she's she's always in the forefront. She's never necessarily taking control, but she's going to be like under the radar of the other players, but be such a huge character and probably is the one person who's maybe going to fight back against Heather, could be like the hero in the end, but not so obvious that you predict it the entire season. I mean, we could go through all these people. I could tell you, I'm not going to go through all of them, but, you know, there's some that I think, okay, they have a chance. You know, there's ones like DJ, or maybe if they finally do something with a character, you know, he could be a a, a good winner. Uh, ones like Jeff and um, Lindsay, where I still say zero chance at all, zero chance of winning the game. Uh, but Heather Gwen, probably my top two at this point. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others. I, like I said, I really was convinced that Harold and maybe even Beth could have actually potentially been winners, but now, you know, I'm wrong on that too. Uh, I guess one, one, one character that I'm thinking of who's been, had a light episode last in the brunch gross food eating challenge, uh, who's been a big character all season though, is Duncan. And I'm curious to see oh, yeah. where you think Duncan will fall. Yeah, Duncan... If I had to pick a, a third favorite character that's still on there, it would be Duncan. Uh, he's another one that's just... I wouldn't necessarily say he's the absolute funniest character on the show. He's just such an, an interesting character. Uh, especially having him, the way that they played him and Courtney off of each other was just brilliant. Um, Duncan's not a character I think that could ever win this. Uh, I think he's a character that could kind of stir things up close to the end and then he's going to go and he's just not going to care. Uh, I, I don't know which characters come back in future seasons. Like I said, I know that some characters come back. Duncan's one of these ones that I'm I'm really hoping comes back in future seasons because this is the type of character that he's just, he's polar opposite of everybody there. So he injects a little bit of fun into it. But no, don't really see him winning. I feel like that was pretty much it because we're only at 10 people left in the game and I feel like you've touched on... <clears throat> everyone i mean i i didn't touch on owen but the chances of owen winning if they really want to play to the little kids owen wins this thing (laughs) otherwise i don't know how realistic it would be for owen to win um yeah and then and Lindsay, i know Lindsay's your favorite rossi uh Lindsay again if she does win the storyline i think would be you know hey isn't it hilarious that this dumb girl somehow outsmarted somebody maybe she has a herald moment at the end i don't know you guys gonna say maybe she gets the herald yeah exactly i've been playing dumb this whole time and i have brown hair and she just takes a (laughs) i'm I'm dead on on what the the finale is going to be i just have the wrong person apparently (laughs) you thought harold was when he it's been Lindsay's long con from day one yeah (laughs) Uh uh-huh and then I guess the only other person that we didn't really touch on in terms of winning, 
I think maybe you did, but I probably forgot. Uh, Lashana, who's had the surgeons oh, yeah. of the character um, in the last episodes, uh, where, where would you rate her chances of winning high, low? Um, I mean, if I were going just based on the game, uh, I think that you know she's somebody who could potentially come out as a winner for this, but I still think that the ending for this character would be she's gone and suddenly you see Harold there and they have some reunion thing and they finally hook up. But I just don't see that as being a satisfying ending when her ending is you just won. Um, I think it would be better to you just lost, but hey, here's Harold, you know? Uh, Jared, I don't know if you had any other things that you were curious to hear his opinions on. I sort of didn't go to you during this. Um, I suppose I'd be interested to to know. I think we kind of touched on it uh, a couple of episodes back, but who's kind of been to you like the most shocking character that we've lost pre-merge who you really thought was going to stick around and be in it for the long haul? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Beth would be the big one just because of how her character developed. Uh, I'm sure when we go through like uh, all the other ones as to who would potentially come back, I'll be like, oh yeah, definitely this person. But I mean, Beth is a character, like I said, like Harold, I could totally see the way that they would script the ending for her winning this and it would come out of left field so much. But uh, I was, I'm still su- super disappointed that she is gone. But again, the, the story of how she was written out, it's pretty decent. You must have been crushed. You had Beth, Courtney, Harold, like, I mean, you had Sadie in there, a, but you had those three. Yeah, it's been an awful couple weeks as far as the eliminations go. Like, And maybe it is just they're doing such a good job of developing characters before they leave. So you don't have any of these, you know, nobodies where you're like, well, that, who, who really, which was the character where they said the most shocking yet and then even said, okay, so it wasn't so shocking, you know. I can't remember who that was, but, like, you don't have any of those characters here, like, Maybe they're just doing such a good job of developing these characters that they, you know, you get into them, you get invested in them just at the right time. Yeah, I mean, this show does pull a lot of punches, and I think that there were some moments that definitely surprised us on our rewatch that I can only imagine were just as shocking for you on the first time around. Mm. Uh, But I guess one thing that I'm curious about before we kind of close out this thing is thoughts on the merge episode coming up i know that it's not as easy to guess as maybe survivor is um given with what the show does but um any general thoughts on what might happen who might go any sort of surprise twist you might think would come up based on your brilliant mind that you have there uh i'm definitely thinking that bridget or jeff will be going pretty soon because it just seems that their storyline seems to... It's almost at the point where it's like, okay, I've seen enough of this now. I'm not not enjoying it. But how much further are you going to go with that? And what else can you get out of these characters? Um, twists, I was actually thinking about this. Like, how does this change when it becomes an individual thing? And I don't know if this is necessarily a criticism the show as it is more just, you know, I don't see this playing out exactly like Survivor where... Th- this always sort of has felt like an individual game. There, there's never been big investment in our tribe needs to win, our team needs to win. Uh, go Gophers, go Possums or whatever. But, uh, but uh, it, it sort of, to me, has always felt like more individual. And I, we've seen episodes where, you know, hey, you're supposed to be you know working for our team. How come you're not, uh, you know, uh, or how come you're helping them? And... It's, it's never felt like a team game to me. So I don't really see much changing dramatically as far as the characters interact. 
Uh, we've seen some alliances up until this point. Most of those alliances, you know, especially with the, the what was the vote out where it's like, hey, that's not the way we voted. That was the Herald one where Harold pulled the, the switcheroo. Yep. Yeah. 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 You get stuff like that. But it's few and far between. It's not like alliances and, and even the r- revealing of who voted for who has been a big enough thing that I don't even know if that's going to become a bigger part of the show, if it's just going to continue to be kind of what it has been so far. It is the characters coming back that I'm most excited about. I feel like everybody's like, it's more like small like clusters of play- of players who are working together rather than like big tribe alliances which i think is exciting like going into the merge that you have like they've kind of set up you've got like lashana and gwen against heather and Lindsay, and then bridget's somewhere kind of in the middle of that from like last episode and then you've got the killer bass guys who seem to be like working together but nothing seems really tight there and then like owen like who is owen working with (laughs) like no idea and then like gwen and gwen and trent like i feel like their storyline has just been really like hung out to dry after like Trent leaves her buried alive. And that's just like this thread that's like moving on. It's like, do they like, like each other anymore? Do they hate each other? Like, where is that going? Are they working together or not at this point? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I just, I completely <laughs> blanked there. Um, what was your, <laughs> if you had to, to peg a returnee, who would that be so far? Okay, uh, now first, my theory is there's going to be more than one returnee. Um, although I'm up in the air as to whether this is going to be um, uh, Pearl Islands, we're bringing two people back at once, or if this is going to be like uh, Redemption Island, Edge of Extinction, where one person comes back, another person later. But I'm just sort of counting the episodes left, because I think there's 11 episodes, 11 or 12 episodes left, whatever it is, and there's 10 people there, and I just don't see them having this come all the way down to a finale of just two people. So I'm predicting we get at least a couple people coming back. Um, I'm really thinking Courtney's going to be one of them. Uh, Cause I do think there's just so much further you can go with the character and she would be somebody that would be fun, especially coming back. Like that would be like a real star and somebody that could still go on to win. Um, the other side of that will be, are they going to go with somebody who just was a big character, but eliminated early you're probably going to have to remind me on the... Do you want to just run down the list of who's gone so far? All right. I, I'll go in order of elimination. Okay. If, uh, Jared, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like I might forget someone. Uh, but from memory, it was Ezekiel who went first. No, he's not coming back. Then it was Eva. Yeah, the angry one? Yes, who lost her MP3 player. Yeah, no, I think that's been played out. Uh... Noah. Noah. Noah was the he nothing read, guy. He read the book during the dodgeball challenge and didn't compete. Yeah, that's right. No, not Noah. Justin, the surprise elimination. Oh, yeah. No, Justin was a great character. Um, there's a possibility that they bring Justin back and they just do it like, you know, hey, we wanted to do this so we could have a, another shirtless guy on the show. Uh, but... I don't see how much more he's going to contribute if he comes back. Maybe if they have him come back and get voted out again right away, you know, just the cast messing with the producers. We're not going to give you your your golden shirtless god. Then it was... Who was... No, Justin. Never mind. Uh, then it was Katie. 
Yeah, the only way Katie comes back is if they bring Katie and Sadie back. Which I don't think is happening. Uh, then Tyler? Tyler? Uh, Tyler's a possibility. Um, probably not a strong one, but a possibility, maybe. Tyler uh, was the, the guy who tried to inject himself in the love triangle, right? No, Tyler was no. the one that made out with Lindsay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, no, 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 maybe Tyler, yeah. Because if they can milk another showmance out of this, if it's not Courtney, they're just going to probably have another showmance, so possibly. Yeah, then the next, air quotes, elimination was Izzy, who ran off into the woods. Uh, Izzy would be great if it's like, okay, we're bringing one person back, but then Izzy just sort of comes back, and maybe you have the RCMP just trailing her, throughout several episodes and she keeps reappearing and disappearing from the show that would be a great way to write her back in so i'll put her as a possibly then we had cody who was the one inserting himself in the love triangle yeah no cody would be a fun one to come back i don't think it's going to happen because i don't think you need to complicate when you still have several showmances here but yeah uh, uh that, that could be fun but i don't think it's going to happen it would just be great if cody just comes back and just picks a new showmance to make himself the third man in <laughs> Yeah, he's going to give Br- Jeff and Bridget their storyline. Yeah, exactly. Or or Harold and Lashana. You know, he comes in and try- starts moving on Lashana, and Harold just appears like, she's mine. Yeah, and then after Cody, you're all caught up. It's it's Beth, Sadie, Courtney, he- yeah. uh, Harold. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go with Courtney is the strongest possibility. Um, I think Beth would be another great one. Those would be the two really good ones who I think should come back, and probably one of them will. Um, I'd put Izzy and Justin as like the possibilities of earlier boots. All right. And do you have a, a merge boot prediction or no? Uh, I'm going to go with Bridget. Um, oh, I did I, ask you that already. <laughs> well, I, no, I think you said it, what, what do you think could possibly come? And I said, yeah. Bridget and Jeff are probably next ones to go. They're going to break that up sooner or later. And I think it's more likely it's going to be Bridget than Jeff. All right. Jared, do you have any other things that we should talk about that I forgot? No, I think that's a good summary of things so far. I had a question. Oh, for us? Yeah, well, well, I want to know if you can remember keeping in mind nothing past this point in the season. On your first viewing, halfway through the season, what was the character you were really rooting for? In turn, rooting to win or just like oh I love this person like anything they do like I stand them like both we'll say both I think I was def- I mean I definitely like stand Lindsay like Lindsay was by far and away the one that I just obsessed over the whole series and I was like if she doesn't return I riot like <laughs> like that was how dedicated I was to loving her but I think in terms of like chance to win I was real I like really liked Gwen like I think that she was mm-hmm. just she had everything like she was interesting to watch but also like brains to like possibly win this what i saw as a survivor parody like you said like so those were the two people that really stood out to me on my initial watch i mean obviously they're great characters like heather and others but like those were the two that really stood out to me i feel like the two that i was hoping uh would win and and cheering on at this point um were probably Lindsay. Um I just think she's such a fun character. Um anytime she kind of pops up on screen, I think it's worthwhile. And then um other than Lindsay, I'd say um 
Probably like Heather. I think a lot of like the things that you've already said, Colin, she's just a really interesting character. I like that that's how kind of they show like the alliances and strategy. I feel like she's kind of the person who has the most uh, strategy or strategy talk at this point in time. Um, and I think it's just fun to watch her be mean to people. Yeah. Um, and she she bags at Owen, so that's always a positive in my book. <laughs> It's funny because uh, I didn't even put this together, but um, Jamie's always said about me, not necessarily if we're watching something that's more adult-oriented, but if there's ever a show that is more towards kids, uh, whoever is the mean girl on that show is my favorite character. Like on Charlie Brown, Lucy by far my favorite. And it doesn't matter what it is. I always like the mean girls on these, you know, more kid-like shows. And I think that's one of the things with Heather, too. Like, that's what you you were saying, uh, Jared. Like, she's, she's just mean to everybody. She's great at being mean to everybody. Um, second question. Uh, do you guys have a favorite episode of the ones we've seen so far? Mine, I'd probably still lean towards the talent show one. Although, I mean, the Herald vote out episode would probably be a close second. Uh, Jared, you go first. <laughs> I want to think. I'm trying to think from memory and I'll probably like contradict what I've said on previous episodes, but um, <laughs> yeah, we loved this last episode so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think from, from like immediate memory, I would say like the Courtney boot episode. I just think that the relationship between her and Duncan was handled really well throughout the whole series. Um, I feel like it kind of built to this point in time. It was like the always kind of like the, like, will they, won't they, uh, relationship of the show and I think just developing her character to a spot where she was still Courtney but she kind of broke out and she had these like bad moments and went against the rules I just feel like was really great character development and the whole like Courtney boot I couldn't remember it going down this way so it kind of really shocked me how that um, played out and I feel like they kind of gave you enough of like a moment of just Harold being like I'll like get you to foreshadow what was going to happen in the end of the episode I just feel like that whole episode was really well handled and especially like it had lots of chef in it as well which is a bonus so um yeah i would say that episode was that well, that was the boot camp one yeah oh yeah great yeah that was a great episode i, I might change my answer and say that one is my well i'll put it as my third <laughs> jared you make good points <laughs> for me i would prop i'm like kind of tossing up between two but i think i'm gonna go with the paintball one because i just thought there was so much with that that it was so exciting with everyone turning on each other and everything. I think we've talked a lot of praise about that with, with best breakout character moments and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And her running for chips and she's like, I'm getting chips for Heather. Um, <laughs> and just great moments like that. Um, but I was also say I was tossing up between the one before that, the Colin missed with the Izzy elimination. So I thought that that mm-hmm. setup was so interesting. Cause we had so many different storylines play out. Um, but I'll, I'll stick with the paintball. I'm going to put paintball as my fourth. You guys are really, persuasive here <laughs> i mean so you missed on episodes past <laughs> i think are we all in agreement though that the last episode the fake merge is the worst one oh de- i'm definitely yeah. in <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll saddle with that i think that i, I said that i i almost bend it but uh which would, was the biggest low for me so yeah. i i would say phobia factor would be another of the downer episodes but uh still not nearly as bad as last week um, I did notice something else, which I, I know we had this debate earlier in the season about um, what what version we're actually watching, because there's this whole thing about, you know, they 
removed how many instances the word sucks on the the U.S. airing of this. And I actually think even though I'm watching Netflix Canada and this is a Canadian show and the Canadian show, you know, did not remove that. I actually think that Netflix Canada or whatever other versions are out there are all the American edit because I have not heard the word sucks in so long. And I noticed something else in um, uh, the episode uh, where the... uh, the, the boobies episode boobies uh the word boobies is said like once at the beginning of the episode but then right at the vote out they repeatedly will caption it as boobies but the characters are saying chest so it just seemed it seemed weird to me that the captions wouldn't match that and that specifically i guess the more offensive word boobies was dubbed over with the word chest so whatever version i'm watching which i don't know if it's the same one as you guys I think that that is the version that removes sucks because I haven't found sucks anywhere and I know at least a few times where they replace the word boobies with chest. Yeah, I think we had this last episode too yeah. with the meatballs instead of testicles mm. um, was what had been changed. Do you remember what you saw in your episode, Colin? Uh, no, I, I know it's I, a really I, random line to remember, but... <laughs> I, I don't remember what I heard in the episode, but um, uh, I, I know that testicles was mentioned somewhere, or maybe it was just mentioned in the write-up for the episode. But yeah, now that you mention it, I don't think that testicles is mentioned that often. Well, because in our the beginning, the first dish that they served in the last episode was uh, like the bull testicles. Mm-hmm. But the the American way that they joked around it was calling it meatballs, and they're like, "Haha, that's funny." It's oh. like as an adult, you'd get what that joke is. Yeah. But in the Canadian version, they actually say testicles. So we we're wondering if you heard that. No. Now that you say meatballs, I remember that being mentioned multiple times. But there, either, it either was a situation like the boobies, where you did hear it once, but they were, "Hey, you you only say boobies once." You can only say sucks and boobies so many times, and you can't only say testicles once. Like, this is one of the weird rules that they might have, because maybe it was just in the write-up of the episode, but now I actually kind of want to go back. Not that I need to put myself through that, but I kind of want to go back and rewatch it just to see, can we spot the testicles? You can. You, you enjoy that rewatch. We'll, we'll <laughs> just pass on to the merge. <laughs> But yeah, any more questions or are we uh, is our survey done? Uh, our survey's complete. Okay. Quick question. Oh, mm-hmm. more surveys. Um more so for Rossi, what characters do you like recall being like I feel like there's a couple of characters I recall like being bigger characters than they turned out to be or kind of the opposite. Um are there any that like immediately come to mind to, for you? Like as in so far? Yeah, so far, like, I feel like, like, Beth is somebody who, like, I thought from memory was, like, a bigger character throughout the season. Um, and I think, like, almost, like, the opposite with LaShawn, I think, like, kind of now she's coming to her own, but I just remembered her being, like, this larger-than-life character um, throughout the course of the season. But then on a rewatch, I feel like she's definitely kind of more, like, muted and, and toned down than I remember. Yeah, I'll definitely, I co-signed Lashana, like, now that you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, I remember her being one of the biggest characters of the series, like, in general, but, like, she hasn't really had too much individually. Um, someone that I really 
remember being bigger was um, Tyler. In my weird memory, like Tyler had such a bigger storyline. And when he, like, I think we talked about in the episode, like, he was shockingly eliminated in terms of like, I thought he had so much more. Um, and yeah, just a few characters. Like I think Bridget in my head was a little bit bigger and Trent was a little bit bigger in my head than they actually were. Um, but nothing super major. I think Lashana would probably be the top. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> and I guess that's it. Bring Is on the it? merge. Yeah, bring on the merge. Uh, get your fire tokens ready. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been saying bring on the merge for like the past three episodes, <laughs> thinking that it was like, it's here, it's going to happen. And now finally, like, Sorry, listeners. Yeah, it actually is here. Like this time, like we promise, next episode we will be talking about the merge. Are we sure? Like, have you guys watched episode fifteen yet? I know you've seen it at well, some they point, said it but on like, the show. Well, they say a lot of things on the show, like the most shocking elimination yet. You know, it's definitely next week. I know that it's got to be right. Okay, <laughs> if it's not, we'll we'll send our coverage. Yeah. Yeah, this is a fun episode to get through, and I'm glad we could do it. I'm glad we got your thoughts out, and I'm sure your 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 fans will be excited to hear your voice again. Oh, my fans, <laughs> pluralized. <laughs> and let's let's also just add. I mean, since this whole, I mean, the time we're recording this episode, I think it was probably two weeks ago from when you people are hearing it. But you know, since you know, coronavirus sort of struck and. Uh, Ben was on hiatus trying to get into the country. I was on hiatus and everything trying to get people at home <laughs> doing whatever I'm doing. Uh, Total Drama Island was pretty much the only thing we had for a couple weeks there. And I mean, our downloads are huge right now. I think we like tripled in our downloads uh, over just the last couple episodes. Episode 10 especially, I think at this point, is the most downloaded Oz Network episode in the last year. And it's you know, maybe a couple hundred downloads behind the most downloaded Double Oz 7 episodes. So across all of our shows, one of the biggest episodes we've done. So good job, Episode 10, guys. All day. Yeah, I feel like in an uncertain world, um, we can always use a little bit more Total Drama Island. Mm-hmm. And meatballs. <laughs> all right. But yeah, Colin, thank you. And Jared, thank you for being the staple with me. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, hopefully you'll be here for the merge, Colin, now that you're... Uh... Oh, I have to be, because I have to see if I'm right. <laughs> yes, it's all that matters. You're, you're, you're correct. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 